Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Welcome again to Aging Fearlessly, another episode. I just so love being here in the studio talking to all the Northern Beaches listeners. And today my guest is a special woman whom I met around three years ago when we were studying together and both wrote our books. Her book is called Navigating Career Crossroads. She is an Amazon number one. Australian bestseller, and she has her own um, podcast, Your Career Podcast, on iTunes. Her name's Jane Jackson. Welcome, Jane. Oh, thanks very much, Karen. It's great to be here. Well, we've stumbled across each other so many times, and I'm very, very grateful for that because I know you are one of the best career coaches in Australia, and I know from being an over 50 actually, on the other side of 60 now, that careers and career changes and needing some navigation through those minefields is an absolute essential for us baby boomers. What would you say? Oh, I think so. I mean, certainly there's this fear as we get a little bit older as to are we still employable? If you're going through a career change and you're looking for another job, Am I, am I going to experience any ageism in the workplace? And so that's, that's one of the main fears that my clients who are mature age workers who are thinking about making a, a change, that's what they're always concerned about. Will there be age discrimination? That ageism word crops up so often these days. I hear it when I'm watching TV. I read about it in newspapers, in magazines, and there's definitely some truth about it. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that you've got to find ways to overcome it because if if you find that you do have just a, a, an older way of looking thing, uh, looking at things or else you don't want to adapt to change and you don't like change, that's when everything gets a little bit difficult for you. But if you think, you know what, change is going to happen whether I like it or not, embrace it and make sure that you stay up to speed with the latest technology and methodologies, then there's no reason why health allowing, of course, depends on your age, um, because you know, as we get a little bit older, we tend to get a little bit more tired. But if you maintain vitality and health and you're up to speed with technology and methodologies, there is no reason why you cannot secure another role that will be financially rewarding and personally satisfying. And that's what aging fearlessly is all about for me, adapting, changing. You know, aging is inevitable, that's the saying, but growing old is a choice. And if we, if we choose our way of aging and if we choose to grow while we age, and I mean in education, technology, all the things that you've been talking about, then life's not too bad. 
No, definitely. And I've always liked that saying of yours, Karen, growing old is a choice. We're mm-hmm. going to age regardless. And, you know, let's celebrate every birthday as it comes. But we don't have to be old. No. We don't have to act old. And I certainly don't behave very old most of the time. I mean, people say, come on, Jane, maybe it's time to grow up. And I'm 58 now. But I feel like I've got so much ahead of me because I maintain my health. I love learning new things, and I know that despite all the challenges that, of course, we all experience all the time, and I've gone through a lot of a lot of transitions and challenges too, but I have a ridiculously positive way of looking at things. I know that there is always a way around it, and so as long as you know what you need to do moving forward, there'll always be something positive at the end of it. Well, Jane... I hate to admit this because I have a good friend, Michelle, who's a doctor. She's actually a specialist in emergency and she points the finger at me every time I tell her this. But a friend and I were down at Westhead the other day and we were climbing trees. Not probably something I recommend, (laughs) but I have this tree fetish and I see a really good branch and I've got to sit in it. It's like I'm going to find a way there. And that's, you know, why shouldn't we climb trees? It's like... Why did you become a a career coach? Why? Ah, well, I've been in corporate training for many years, but my, my career path actually has been quite an eclectic one. And I've gone through so many things from starting out in public relations. I've also been a trolley dolly for mm. British Airways. There you go. Um, I've been a fitness instructor teaching aerobics in the Jane Fonda, you know, G-strings oh. and, and leg warmer days. Oh, those mm, the leg warmers. <laughs> oh, which is so much fun. I, I actually really enjoy instructing. So it can be adults or it can be children. I've, I've been a Montessori teacher also uh, and did that for about two years. But the, um, the principal of the school asked me if I could actually teach the parents uh, the Montessori method so they could do some things at home with their children. And I found that when I did that, I thought, you know what, I rather like teaching the adults more than the children, much as I love children. And um, anyway, I've, I've moved a number of countries as well, from Hong Kong to San Francisco, go to London and then Singapore where I spent about 18 years but each country move I made I had to reinvent myself again not Mm. just to get another job but sometimes it was a a complete career change as well so really from a flight attendant or trolley dolly as I love to call it (laughs) (laughs) and public relations uh, working within the food industry for public relations as well and then getting into fitness and I found that I enjoyed fitness because I was instructing. I was a personal trainer as well as an aerobics and dance exercise instructor in those days. Um, And I I ended up just going full high, throw myself into everything 100% and ended up in aerobics championships. And um, I got silver medal. As you do. (laughs) As you do. do. That's just what you do. I know. That's right. You sort of do do these, you know, one-arm push-ups and you you drop down into the splits. I can't do it anymore. I, I, I have Get to down say, there, girl. It's <laughs> on the floor. Do it. I'm still pretty fit, but I can't, I'm not quite as flexible as I used to be. But, but being sponsored by Nike was great because I got to get up on stage in front of a lot of people and overcome my fear of large audiences and promote total body conditioning across uh, Singapore. And I found that I really enjoyed speaking to lots of people and helping them to become a better version of themselves. And that's what we all want, isn't it? To be the best that we can be in ourselves. Jane, I asked you to choose some songs and Mm. the first song you chose for me today, Spooky. 
Mm. Atlanta Rhythm Section. I love it. It's from 1982. And it just reminds me of when I was young. And and there's a saying, you know, when everything is getting kind of groovy. Now, no one ever uses the word groovy anymore. Oh, well, we can re- well let's, let's make it a groovy day. <laughs> I think it should be a groovy day. But but I think my children would cringe to hear me say that. But remember in the old days, you know, we used to just say groovy and then it became cool and then it became bad and then it became all of these different things. Oh, but I, I like the song. And and sick. sick, I know. Oh, it's sick, but I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But anyway, from groovy all the way through to sick, I mean, go figure. But um, I like the song because it's got a great rhythm to it, and I love Atlanta rhythm section. And it's just, it's a nice, chilling, cool kind of song. Well, I hope our listeners love it as much as you. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au I'm with Jane Jackson, author of Navigating Career Crossroads and Jane is an amazing coach and I've got her in here just to help us over 50s baby boomers with some of the challenges of working and careers after 50 Jane, what is it about coaching that you most enjoy? Mm, it's working one-on-one with the individuals. I mean, there are different aspects to, to coaching, obviously. So it's one-on-one or else I'm doing uh, group workshops or presenting on a stage and talking about whatever topic it is that people want me to talk about. But the most fulfilling thing is the one-on-one coaching where I really get to find out what makes an individual client tick, what their fears are, what their hopes are, where they see themselves in the next 18 months, two years, three years, and helping them to find a path to get there. Because we all have hopes and dreams, but sometimes we don't make them specific enough, and then we don't achieve anything. So with coaching, it's taking you from your present state and how you're feeling, and you might be confused, afraid, or a little bit daunted, to your desired state, which I tell people it's confident, clear, and excited about the next step in your career and in your life. Because I know from reading your book, when you first wrote it, you talked a lot about the anxiety, the depression, all of those things that go, the emotion that goes with maybe being made redundant and not being able to find a job. And I think that's really important, what, how you can help someone um, work their way, um, navigate, as mm. you call your book, Navigating Career Crossroads, navigate those very uncertain times. Mm, absolutely. The thing is, is that if, if, you're going, if you're going through a redundancy, it's something that's happened to you and it wasn't your choice. Sure, mm. it was a business decision, but someone has had to make that decision on your behalf. And no matter what you say, it's not going to change the situation. So that's a very stressful situation, especially if you've got a mortgage or if you've got children who are you know, going to private schools or you know, still need your financial support. Or maybe you've got aging parents yourself who also rely on you financially. So there are, there's a financial burden, a dip in your confidence as well mm-hmm. because someone has just said no Maybe, to you yeah. it's a bit like a breakup or a yeah. divorce as well and and when that happens sometimes you're you're left really feeling that you're lost in the mist a little bit and it's very easy to let yourself slip into 
negative thoughts. And with that, there's a danger of slipping into a depression as well. So the important thing is, is if you experience a redundancy and you've got to get back on your feet again and then earning money again in order to make ends meet, it's important to get some help if you're not able to do it on your own. And if, if you need help, it's talk to a good friend. It doesn't, I mean, if, if there's a coach, great. But if you don't want a coach, just talk to someone that you know you like and you trust who's very sensible and has a positive outlook and a realistic outlook so that they are able to give you some good perspective on what's a reality. Actually, I know that um, some some people uh, know maybe a year in advance that their positions are going to be made redundant and it gives them that little bit of time to grieve and get through it, I guess, and think about, well, what is next for me? And to make a choice of whether they're going to stay that whole period or are they quietly going to look around for something else. But when you're just called into the office on a Monday morning, when you've arrived at work to start your week and you get the message to come down to HR and you're told, this is your last day, pack your desk and go. And that sounds brutal the way I've just said that, but, you know, it's a bit like that, isn't it? It happens, it happens. It's really, really the shock that must resonate or go through that person's mind and body at that time would be like real shock. Mm. You know, actually, that just made me think of one particular gentleman that um, I was actually at his office because I was called in to be there to provide support when he was Mm. notified of the redundancy and this was a senior manager within a major financial institution and very well respected gentleman who'd been there for about 23 years and they notified him and then they they said oh you know there's a lady here who's going to be uh, providing support for you as you go through this transition and so uh, they brought him to meet with me and as I was talking to him he wasn't listening to anything he was so distressed and I said Listen, I know that you're not actually taking in anything that I'm saying with regard to the support that I can provide to you. Let's just tap into exactly, you know, what's going on in your head at the moment. He goes, Jane, honestly, I'm so sorry. I'm not listening. All I want to do is I want to go back to my desk and send an email to all the wonderful people globally, because he had a global role, who have helped me along the way and have been great colleagues with me during my career, and just to thank them and to say goodbye. And I said, okay, well, let me just contact HR and see if um, you you can do that. And when I contacted HR, because there was a phone in the room where we were, they said, no, you just stay there, just hang on. And you know what happened the next thing? And this really broke my heart. His manager came with a cardboard box and everything that was in his desk, he had been put into this cardboard box. And he goes, I'm sorry, you can't go back. And he goes, but all I want to do is it's polite. It's business etiquette to say goodbye to people. And they said, that's fine. Send the email to me and I will forward it on to everyone same, in your list. And, and I thought, oh, that's really a bit harsh. And the unfortunate thing is, is that they wouldn't let him leave that day going through the office. They asked him to go down the back way because uh, they didn't want to upset everybody else. And I found that really, 
It's not a good way to Checklist. do it. Yeah, it's not a good way to do it. But sometimes, you know, organizations are worried about security. So I can understand both sides of the story. But where's the human side of mm. this? There's someone who's been with the company for that long. Um, give them a chance to have closure by being able to say it's goodbye. Like, yeah, it's like their family, isn't it? Mm. I just want to raise one other thing because mm. we need to stick to a bit of a time here. Mm. But what about the person that is made redundant, comes home from work, to the family, just carries on as normal, gets up the next morning, puts on their work clothes and goes off to work day after day after day so the family doesn't realise mm. that they've left work. I have heard those stories. Yes, one, one of um, my clients that I worked with when I was in Singapore, um, he would come into the office every single day, sit in front of the computer and just click submit, submit, submit. Uh, for his resume, he refused to do any networking and chatting to him one day. And I was saying, you know, so how does your family feel? Go, oh, I haven't told them yet. And now that's major denial. Oh. And it was then beyond my scope because he required uh, counselling because he was slipping into a depression. And it's duty of care as a coach that you focus on your area of expertise. And mine is career transition and confidence building, yes, but I'm not a counsellor. And so for him, he needed to go to counselling. And it's, it's just denial. Yeah, and I've heard that so many times. And the point is that he probably needs a friend. Mm. And your next song is... You've got a friend. Mm. <laughs> it's my favourite song. I love this one. Who is the songwriter singer? Oh, Carol King. Of course. <laughs> that wonderful woman who has that magnificent album from mm. our generation, mm. Tapestry, yes. which is timeless. Welcome back. You're listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen on 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. I'm speaking with Jane Jackson, career coach today. Jane, what is most important to you when it comes to coaching your clients? I think making sure that the due diligence is, is paid attention to because what I need to do is to find out what really makes them tick, first of all, specifically what their problems are. Because well, one thing I find is usually when someone calls up and has an exploratory conversation with me, um, what I like to do is to find out what their personality is like, what their core needs are. Am I the right coach for them as well? And so often when they say they want coaching for one thing, once we start coaching, it's all of this other stuff that comes out. So it's not just I want to get a job, but it could be I've got a self-limiting belief mm. or I'm afraid or my partner doesn't agree with what I want to do and how I don't know how to communicate with him or her about it. And so there's so many other things that do come up. One of the most important things for me is to really understand my client and to have them trust me because you can only work with someone that you truly trust and that you respect. And sometimes I'm sure when, when you get that initial phone call, they're desperate. Mm. And that's a sad thing. You know, maybe they've been out and tried sending resumes and they're just getting knocked back after knocked back. You know, I, I've heard of friends who have put out, you know, 10, 15, 20 resumes per week. 
and they just get nothing, not even a phone call mm. to say you've not been successful or there's other candidates we're interviewing. The communication isn't there. You know, one, one of the things that, that people who are looking for a new job, what they must remember is it, it's not enough just to have one resume. What you need to do is to tailor each resume that you send out to each specific role. You, there are so many things to do besides clicking submit um, and sending the resume off because otherwise it goes into the black hole of cyberspace and so many people say, oh, I've sent out a 100 resumes and I've got no response. Well, then I like to peel it all the way back to exactly what is your methodology? What are you doing in, in order to generate a phone call so someone will want to see you? And so even before submitting the resume, everyone has to do enough research. So if if you know which company it is, obviously research the company, research the industry, what are the changes that have been going on, so that when you write your cover letter to go with your resume, you're able to tap into the employer's needs. What are the employers looking for is someone who is a solution to their problems. Mm. You, you, they just want a solution. So what can you say in your cover letter and also tweak in your resume to make sure that you've got the goods to solve their problems? And if you can do that, then of course you're going to get called for an interview. So really reading what it is they need what are they asking for mm -hmm. and then you showing how to deliver that but a lot of women look at I'm, I'm talking about a comparison between men and women a lot of men I've heard look a job description and they go oh I can do that and that and that I can't do that but I'll learn and women go oh I can only do seven out of ten so I won't apply for that. Mm, that happens so often because men men have uh, seems to be a greater self belief than women do in themselves as well. So so men will definitely have a go. It's like okay, I'll throw my hat in the ring and see what what lands. Whereas for women, it's like oh, I need to be so perfect before I even apply. And then because you 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 don't give yourself. Oh, I think just give yourself a little bit of a break. It's like, look, I can fulfill 60% of what's there. And as long as you fulfill the essentials, you know, that the must have uh, skills or licenses or qualifications, then everything else, if you can get up to speed quickly and prove that you can through solid examples of how you've been able to learn on the job really quickly in the past, your past behavior could uh, determine your future success as well. So believe in yourself, give it a go, because perhaps you are the best candidate out of everyone else who applies. You don't know. A job description is very much like a Christmas wish list. Remember mm. when you were little and you'd write a Christmas wish list and all you want all these different presents and you hope Santa will bring them all? Of course, Santa, if Santa brought one, you were already pretty happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you'd never get all of them. Two, so three, why... four. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So I always think of a, a job description as a bit of a wish list. And is there the perfect candidate out there? Probably not. What do you think of vision boards? Mm, I love vision boards. I just thought I'd ask yeah, that. Yeah, I love vision boards because if you can see it, you can create it, I believe. And so if you think, okay, I want to be a successful, oh, I don't know, pilot. I mean, given that you don't have color blindness and you've got good vision and all of these sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, the physical, I can't do much about. But say if you, you really want to be oh, a jet fighter pilot because, you know, you're very young little boy and that's, that's your dream. And you have all those pictures of Top Gun and Tom Cruise or whoever is up there and blue skies and jets. You create your reality and it's sort of 
sort of fuels that drive as well. So I, I love vision boards because it gives you something to work towards. It's a bit like, I guess, an athlete mm. playing over and over again the race they're running mm. or they're swimming or they're hurdling, whichever sport, and seeing themselves winning at the end. Yeah. The next song that you've chosen is... I've got the music in I me. I love this song. And I love this song because it's so positive And it talks about if, you know, if there are troubles, you go around them. And it's one of the most positive songs I've ever come across. I've loved this for years and years. And whenever you feel down, listen to this song. Because without a doubt, it's going to make you feel much better. It's probably something when you're actually um, applying for jobs and sending off um, resumes. A good thing to have some really inspirational music playing. So I've got the music in me. Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Confession, Jane, I've never had a song like that where we've gone so quite so crazy. But the photographs will tell a story afterwards. Well, I, I wasn't nearly, expecting to be dancing in between the I interview. think I knocked at the mic on in the middle of that. So sorry, everyone, if it got... Which, <laughs> that was very funny. The music got into us. Mm. It, was a, it was just fun. Okay, time to behave now. Behave, mm. behave. Um, what else do you offer besides um, coaching to people when they come along and they are desperately looking for a job? Or, or I guess some of them come along, they have a job, but they're looking to change their career. Well, very often I, I get clients who are a bit stuck in their jobs and it could be either they don't like their job function, they don't like the industry they're in, they find that there's a misalignment of values, they don't really get along with their manager, mm. there is a culture clash, mm. um, or maybe they're just burnt out. I, I work with a number of lawyers as well and they really are quite stressed because they're very, very time poor, they work very long hours yeah. and uh, some are trying to make partner, other people are just thinking, really, do I really want to stay in this profession? So if, if someone's thinking about a change or if there's something that they think is wrong mm-hmm. uh, but they can't quite pinpointed i i make sure i find out as much as i can about them and then through the coaching i can uncover really what it is that's holding them back very often it's a self-limiting belief or maybe it's just um, not understanding how they can adapt their communication style to facilitate clearer communication with their team members or their superiors or even their subordinates so it, it depends i i have um leadership coaching clients, executive coaching clients, as well as career transition coaching clients. And so it just depends on what the individual needs. And as we are all aware these days, very few people start a job and work it for 40 years, their whole career. They start a job and a few years down the track, they evolve. I'm going to call it evolve. They evolve, evolve and change and move on. I mean, I've done it. You've done it. I've gone from a teacher into many different career paths and I actually like what I do now in my full-time role and I'd say it's one of the best jobs I've had in that I have learnt a lot about myself. I've learnt a lot about customers, customer service and how to get the best out of people. Mm. Most people have about eight to ten 
career changes in their lives. Gone are the days when it was a, a job for life. Oh. Because before, you know, you used to, say, finish um, high school and or secondary school, and then you start a job and then you work your way up. It was the career ladder. But these days, it's more of a career matrix, and you might go sideways or downwards or laterally or upwards as well um, throughout your career. And perhaps you might change companies, you might change industries. And these days, especially the way jobs are going now, because um, artificial intelligence and automation is becoming so prevalent, people are worried, are oh, robots taking our jobs? Uh, but to be quite honest, what, what uh, artificial intelligence and automation has done for us is that it has reduce the need for the more administrative, repetitive tasks. Anything that is highly repetitive can probably be automated. And and so if you can do that, just think it frees frees up organizations, frees up individuals to focus on the communication, the relationship building, the re really connecting with potential clients and customers, which is something that cannot be automated. Relationship building can't be automated. So that that's one of the things that has changed quite a lot in career management these days. Yeah, um, and I, I find that within companies, quite often more opportunities are offered for people to learn new skills. Mm. And I know in my company, I've, I've done many, many courses along the way, and I've enjoyed them all because it's also growth for myself. Mm. Um, Tell me uh, a little bit about your mission. Mm, my mission. Okay, well, I'm very passionate about careers and I want to make your career success my business. And what I'm on a mission on is to make careers guidance accessible and affordable to the world because not everyone is so privileged to be provided with um, a coaching program by their company if there's a redundancy. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can actually afford one-on-one -on -one coaching either. So, so I was racking my brains at one stage uh, around about three or four years ago as to how can I possibly scale my business so that I can reach more people because I was reaching a certain number of people through my workshops and obviously through my one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. But I felt like, oh, there's so many people who really need help. So what else can I do? So in order to facilitate a broader reach, I wrote my book, Navigating Career Crossroads. Mm -hmm. And with that available as an ebook and also a paperback book, that makes it very affordable. And then once I did that, I thought, you know what, if I can reach people through an ebook, how else can I reach even more people? And that's why I started my podcast, because a podcast is free for the listeners. You can get it on iTunes or if you're on Android, uh, Stitcher Radio, um, and it's available on demand. Mm -hmm. And so I have this this um, podcast called Your Career Podcast, uh, providing free careers guidance on tap. You can just listen to whichever episodes are right for you. And also I interview, as you're doing now, Karen, mm -hmm. I interview interesting uh, professionals who've made amazing career changes too. So people who were fighter pilots who've become social media gurus or teachers who have become interior designers. And I like to find out how they made the career change, what inspired them, what the challenges were, and how they could reinvent themselves. And to reinvent your career is something that, you know, especially as we get a little bit older, um, we wonder, can we do it? And honestly, if you know what you want to do and you keep your skills up to date, Yes, you can do it. You just need to follow the right steps to get there. I want to come back and talk about passion. Mm. The next song, You Made Me So Very Happy. Mm. Oh, Jane, <laughs> you 
You made me so very happy. You made me so very happy. <laughs> it's not one of your favourites, is it? <laughs> I love that. They're all my favourites. All these songs here are all my favourites. But it does date me somewhat, doesn't it? Well, no, you're just <laughs> gorgeous and glamorous. By the way, everyone, she is gorgeous and glamorous. She's, She's very, very, very um, savvy and well-presented woman. Oh, well, thank you, Karen. I think you need new glasses. They're not even rose-coloured. <laughs> so should we play this song? Or do you want to talk about this song? Why? Why is it so important? Why no, do you love it's, it? It's just one of those songs that I find is, is, again, very uplifting, very positive. I like positive songs. And this one, You've Made Me So Very Happy. You know what? Think about it. You can make yourself so very happy as long as you're able to fulfil your passion and your dream. But you, if you don't know what your true passion and direction is, how can you get there? So would you introduce the song, please? Well, here we go. Here is You've Made Me So Very Happy by Blood, Sweat and Tears from 1968. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Jane... Believe in yourself and create magic. This is a quote that you have given me today. Hmm, yes. Why do you like this quote? I love that quote because if you don't believe in yourself, you really can't create anything for yourself. But if you know what it is that you want and you get rid of your self-limiting belief and you know have, have your favorite friend or someone you know, like and trust to talk to so that you can try and get rid of any self-limiting beliefs that you have or a coach if, if that's the way that you'd like to go. But once you know what you can do, you set your plan in place and you truly believe in your own ability to make a change because change happens in our lives, then you can create your own kind of magic. Wouldn't life be boring, actually, if there wasn't change in our lives? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's what keeps it interesting. And I often, well, I do believe very much in things happen for a reason and people go, oh, my God, I've heard that so many times before. But something that's not so pleasant happens and you come out the other side, you can go, yeah, I sort of understand why that happened and why it needed. Would I be correct in that? Yeah, yeah. I think it, it creates a lot of personal growth whenever we go through some some tough stuff in our lives, what happens is we, come, we, we become a lot more resilient. And then at the end of the day, to be quite honest, we need to be self-reliant. We can't always rely on other people uh, because they may be busy, they may have children, they may have aging mm -hmm. parents, they may have their own troubles as well. But you need to be resilient and self-reliant in order to be able to affect and create any change that's positive for yourself. And I... I look at my life and I'm continually climbing a mountain. I like the mountain I'm climbing because it's full of challenges and every now and again I stop back and stop and have a look at the view and I go, oh, yeah, I really did do that. And I think going through any career change is very similar to that. You need to take stock of what's going on in your life and looking back and look at the successes and then, you know, Use those successes to build yourself a new life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can use those successes and turn them into accomplishments, tangible accomplishments that you can even put into your resume to prove that what you've done has actually added value to organizations in the past. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of methodology that you can go through if you work through it systematically to 
create a powerful resume, create a powerful LinkedIn profile to market yourself effectively so that when people ask you, so what are you looking for? How can I help you? What do you do? Mm. You'll be able to tell them who you are, what your capabilities are, and make yourself valuable to potential employers. We haven't got very long left, but Mm. what about actual job interviews? Mm -hmm. How do people handle those? Quick, couple of good tips when you're going in to meet a potential boss or employer, Mm -hmm. sorry, Mm -hmm. boss, um, employer for the first time, Mm -hmm. what, what's on the list that are must-dos? Okay, first of all, um, you must avoid the four fatal flaws of interviewees, and I'll tell you what the four fatal flaws are. One is lack of preparation. Second one is talking too much during the interview. Third one is an over-exaggerated sense of self-importance. And the fourth one is inappropriate dressing or poor grooming. So number one, with preparation. It's so important to prepare yourself. Have your positioning statement, have an exit statement, understand the job that you're going for and what the key qualities are that uh, you need to express during the interview to make yourself valuable. Make sure that you understand the, the company and also the industry so that you know mm-hmm. what the latest trends are and and you know the, the changing technology that they might be using because that way it shows that you're up to speed and you know what's going on. The second one is Talking too much is a fatal flaw because why do you talk too much? Because you get nervous Mm -hmm. and you don't listen. Over-exaggerated sense of self-importance, why do you do that? Because you're trying to overcompensate and oversell. Inappropriate dressing and poor grooming, not forgivable. Do your research, know what's appropriate to wear for that particular organization Mm. and that particular role. And grooming, well, that's always important, isn't it? It is. I I agree with those 100%. Do your homework. Mm. So very quickly, your tips for a happy life and a satisfying career. Okay. Number one, you have to understand yourself, what makes you happy and what really makes you tick. Number two, believe in your ability to make things happen. And number three, please be grateful and acknowledge everyone who has supported you on your journey. Sometimes we tend to forget those people who've lifted us up uh, during challenging times as well. Very well said Mm. and very thoughtful. Thank you. Jane, if people want to find you, how can they do that? You can Google Jane Jackson Career Coach and you'll find me or um, you can go to janejacksoncoach.com. You can also find me on Twitter. My handle is Jane Career Coach. On Instagram, it's at Jane Career Coach. And on Facebook, I have a fabulous Facebook page, which is also Jane Career Coach. So if you look for me, you will definitely find me. But the best place, I suppose, is to go to my website, janejacksoncoach.com, where I have a lot of free downloads, you know, free ebooks on how to find the job you love, how to dress for the success. The freebies are great. Yeah. I've been there, had a look. It's really well worth it. Yeah. So, Jane. Thank you so much for joining me. And it's so great because we haven't caught up much in the last year because life gets in the way. I know, I know. Busy doing and being and helping as many people as both of us can because, Karen, you do such a great job supporting the local community and with all your, your swimming and the bold and the beautiful and all the amazing things I you do. I drag them all in here, Jane. <laughs> they're, my, they're my captive audience. <laughs> so, Jane, this is my special end. 
to the Northern Beaches community. So thank you everyone again. You can contact me at karen.agingfearlessly at gmail.com and see you next time. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, aging is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside. There's a sparkle in your eye. It's not all nine to five. It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Live out our dreams, just you and me Let your heart be alive There's no time to waste Gotta go get the most This treasure that you've got to find, baby, don't be shy. Let's go and take that ride. Taste the sweet and the spice, everything else. Let your heart be alive, baby, just let your heart come alive, honey. Let your heart be alive.